This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday, May 4th, 2023. May the 4th be with you. I want to start today on the NFL draft, picking up on where we left off last week. As expected, Matt Bergeron and Garrett Williams were both selected. Bergeron to the Atlanta Falcons, Williams to the Arizona Cardinals. But what we didn't expect was for Sean Tucker to not get drafted. Prior to the draft, there was an undisclosed medical condition that kept him out of the NFL combine. You heard Rivals recruiting analyst Clint Cosgrove say last week it was related to his heart. If he had told me two years ago or even two months ago he wouldn't get drafted, I wouldn't have believed you. But Tucker did sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and is guaranteed $150,000. I always see the cream rises to the top in the NFL. So while not getting drafted wasn't the best for Tucker, if he's healthy, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to make it to an NFL roster when the season kicks off in September. Meanwhile, Syracuse football's elite camp is about a month away and the coaching staff has fanned out throughout the country and is doing evaluation and giving out offers. One of those offers was the 2024 athlete Kamori Dixon from Virginia, and we welcome him on the program. Kamori, congratulations on picking up that Syracuse offer, and we'll get you started on this. Just tell us how it felt to get that Syracuse offer. I mean, man, it feels great, man. That's a big-time program, and like get, to get an offer from them, a big-time school like that, is like it really means a lot, especially like what Syracuse is known for. You know, that's like a nationwide school, so it's a lot of big, uh, big eyes and big talent that come from there. Kamori, what do you think of the Syracuse football program? Man, I think Syracuse is like a beautiful program. Like everything, like what they have to hold, is like really self-explanatory. Like they expect that up high most from their guys, and like when like having expecting that like means a lot. I mean like you know everything the expectations high because like what school doesn't want to win, but they like winning is like a big deal. But on the backside of win on the backside of winning it, they have like a, a great academic program, you know, because you can't come to school and play if you ain't got the grades. So you've got offers from Boston College, Louisville, Eastern Michigan, Charlotte. How does it feel to see your recruitment blow up like this with so many offers? I mean, you know, like having a, a lot of offers might mean like a whole lot to somebody. Uh, to certain certain people, I'm not going to say they doesn't mean anything to me, but like, the the offer doesn't mean as much to me as the relationship with me and the coaches mean as much because at the end of the day, I can have as many offers in the world, but schools throw out offers, but they don't throw out committable offers. Like, if I if that relationship is not there with me and the coach, like, then, like, do you, do I really have an offer or is this just something they're saying they want me to have that I don't have, you know, at the same time? like, But definitely, man, having a lot of offers is, like, a good thing, but – at the end of the day, it depends on that relationship and how you build it with that program. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. And Kamora, you were offered by safeties coach Daryl Perkins. What do you think of him? Man, I love Coach Perkins, man. He's straightforward with you, lets you know he don't give you no run around. So man, Coach Perkins and my uh, coach, wide receivers coach, Coach Purdue, um, so they really, they recently got into it, got, uh, like, got introduced to each other, like maybe I said a week or two ago and like, and Coach Perkins told him, like, I want to get down there and see him in person first before I make a move on him. So, he, like, Coach Perkins came down to see him talk for, like, a look, long time, maybe, like, an hour. And, like, he liked me. Think I'm a, uh, like, he described me, said, next level, I might be, like, a big-time outside linebacker. And I was saying that's the same thing by me, like, playing all over the field. And he was, like, he's, like, the type of player I am. Like, and just my demeanor, just being with me in person and all of that. So, like. We got to sit down and know each other before he actually pulled the trigger on me. So that's why that this tells me something. 
Kamori, when we look at your film, what are we going to see? I'm a very physical and, and disciplined, mostly disciplined, and I'm a leader on the field, you know. Like, when you watch my film, you see, like, how aggressive I am. How I'm, Like, I'm, I'm everywhere on the field. It's like I'm not at one position. I play literally just about everything from the defensive side to the offensive side, you know. But, like, as, but mainly on the defensive side, you know, I'm a go-getter. Like, I mean, I have no time to waste. Everything is like a quick game. You you think about it, you go get it. You can't think about it too much. You think about it too much, you get left behind. So, like, I'm one of those guys, think fast and react quick. So, like, I'm, a, I'm just a baller all around. We talked about your offer sheet earlier, but is anyone standing out in your recruitment? I mean, right now, as far as, far as like, I would say standout recruitment as far as, like, that in the offering yard, maybe, like, hmm. I mean, all of them are, like, just all the non-offers that I do have, every program is making me mandatory to them. But, like, the main ones I would say are sticking out the most are, like, Louisville, Boston College, um, who else? Those two, because, like, those schools, those are my first two offers, and, like, they've been sticking with me since the beginning of the recruiting process. And then, like, but also I, at now, now Syracuse, because, like, me and Coach Perkins talked, like, it was more than football, like, family, you know, the outside, like, things behind football, you know. And those conversations mean really more than that than talking about the actual ones, but like but other than that as far as schools who haven't pulled the trigger on me, but like showing mad first, I would say Penn State too. Like they've been showing mad love in Maryland, those type of schools. Kamori, we'll get you out of here on this one. Are you planning on getting up to Syracuse in person? Oh yeah, definitely. That's definitely something we'll have to set up. Me and Coach uh Perkins was talking about that I get down there ASAP because he made a priority to come down here to see me. And see me in person, so it's only right that I make a priority to go there, make them a number one priority in my books to go see them. Thank you, Kamori. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Man. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. Kamori Dixon, ladies and gentlemen, three-star athlete out of Virginia. He holds nine offers, and that offer sheet should double by the time he's going to make a college choice. Really great to have him on the podcast. Definitely enjoyed speaking with him. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk a little Syracuse lacrosse after with the Juice Online's Brad Bierman. I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. So Syracuse lacrosse's season ended on Saturday with an 18-15 loss to Duke. They finished 8-7 and overall in the year. It's the second straight year they're not going to the NCAA tournament. We're going to do a season wrap with the Juice Online editor-in-chief, Brad Bierman, who's on the line now. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. So, Brad, as I mentioned, Syracuse lacrosse's season is over. What are your main takeaways from the year? Well, Wes, I certainly think the season finale against Duke kind of summed up the rest of the year. Syracuse was competitive in the game, came back, made a late run, but came up short in the end. And I think that kind of symbolizes the 2023 season, Gary Gates second leading the program. The good news being team finished above 500 at 8-7. and seven. The bad news, of course, for the second consecutive year, not making the NCAA tournament in the very competitive ACC. And I think you start with the schedule. You know, it was set up to be successful early, 3-0. and Then the team lost four straight games against some pretty good teams, Maryland, North Carolina, Duke, and Johns Hopkins. Then won three in a row against teams they should have beaten, uh, mid-majors, if you will, in Division One lacrosse. And then in that final five really tough games, Notre Dame in the Dome, then having to go on the road four straight at Princeton, North Carolina, neutral in Maryland, at Virginia, and at Duke, finishing two and three. So the schedule was kind of set up that way. 
get out to a quick start, tough competition, four straight losses, beating three uh, three teams they should have, and then finishing up, you know, a respectable two and three in those final five games. I think the season was also marked certainly by the debut of the much-heralded Joey Spelina at attack in uh, you know, leading Syracuse and, and the top freshman scorer in the nation. And then at the back end with goalie Will Mark, who was such a pleasant surprise uh, transferring into the program. So it's nowhere to go but up and seeing Gary Gates' third season if the team can make it back to the NCAA tournament. So let's talk about that third season, Brad. What does Syracuse need to do in year three of the Gary Gate era to get back to the NCAA tournament? Well, the good news, Wes, is that there's a a significant amount of the roster returning for next year, a lot of young, great talent that's only going to get better wearing Syracuse uniforms. You look at the attack with Spelina, Finn Thompson, and Owen Hiltz. Uh, At midfield, they're great players, Michael Leo, Luke Rhea, uh, Jackson Burt's whistle and John Cohen, who didn't play a lot in the latter half of the season. Nick Kakamo at defense, Landon Clary and Billy Dwan. So a lot of talent there. Sam Alexo returns as a long stick midi. Uh, Max Rosen, Carter Rice is short stick middies. And to be determined if Brandon Aviles returns for his final season of eligibility. In the goal, you have everyone coming back. Will Mark has another year of eligibility. His backup, Harrison Thompson, have a couple of talented younger players in the goalie room, so depth there. And then at the all-important face-off position, both Jack Fine and Johnny Richusa come back, and the big recruit there is Johnny Mullen, and that's certainly going to be critical for Syracuse next season in the face-off department. As far as the ACC goes in 2024, Going back to just playing each of the four other teams once in an ACC tournament, I like that. I really wish the ACC could get a sixth team to play men's lacrosse. It would make life easier for Gary Gate and all the coaches in the conference because they'd have the conference tournament and get the automatic qualifier. Not having that in the ultra-competitive Division One ranks is tough. But with all of that young talent coming back, couple of brothers of Joey Spelina, Brett and Jake joining the program, and a couple of other talented players. There's certainly nowhere to go but up and eyeing an NCAA tournament berth for SU Lacrosse in 2024. Brad, we're running out of show. Your closing thoughts. Well, with no postseason play for the men's lacrosse program, good luck to the women's uh, lacrosse program. Kayla Trainer and company as they embark on uh, NCAA tournament play, but it brings us to the end of the 2022-23 uh, sports cycle for Syracuse West. And when you look back, the football team under Dino Babers finally made it back to a bowl game for the first time since 2018. Really had a winnable game in the pinstripe bowl against Minnesota, but fell in the second half and finished 7-6. and six. So the expectations for 2023 for football are certainly going to be at a minimum a winning record in making a bowl game in the ACC. For basketball, of course, the final season of Hall of Fame coach Jim Beheim and the disappointment of not making the NCAA tournament in his final season. And, of course, 23-24 brings the debut of Adrian Autry, a fresh, fresh uh, approach to the program, a kind of a bolt of energy there with Adrian Autry and kind of skewing younger now with, with him leading the, the coaching staff and uh, the, the players in development there, uh, all the returning first-year players from last year, and, of course, the great news in the transfer portal uh, in the backcourt. And then, as I mentioned, for the lacrosse team, uh, you know, back to the NCAA tournament 2024 has to be the goal. Uh, overall success, men's uh, soccer team winning a national championship – 
So a lot of optimism down at the uh, Lally Sports Complex uh, in South Campus for what Syracuse Athletics can do in 2023-24. Brad, I'm going to close out the show on a recruiting tidbit for basketball. Florida State transfer Naheem McLeod will officially visit Syracuse this weekend. McLeod averaged 4.5 points, 2.7 rebounds, and 1.2 blocks in just over 13 minutes per game this past season for Florida State. The Rivals' three-star center has drawn interest from Clemson, Wake Forest, West Virginia, Georgetown, Memphis, Rutgers, Ole Miss, and Minnesota since entering the portal, and Syracuse will be his first visit. The Orange badly needs a center since Jesse Edwards transferred to West Virginia. This would be a huge piece of the puzzle for the Orange if they could land the 7-4 McLeod. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, 2024 athlete Kamari Dixon, the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief Brad Bierman. And this is Wes Chang reminding you that I went snorkeling on vacation, a.k.a. surprise drinking a lot of water through a big straw. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.